ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host, Ted, along with my co-hosts, the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, the Brazilian giant, Venetius, the temptress witch, Ivy, and the senior ref, ref, Amy Veronica, talk everything pro wrestling. It's the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I am your host, Ted, and two of the usual cast is with us tonight. Uh, Nelio Venetius, the Brazilian giant, is here with us tonight, as usual. Uh, he's getting ready for the big Nashville show, Enter the Machine, coming your way. So make sure you guys check out uh, Coastal Championship Wrestling for that. Get one of those plugs in now. And, yeah, uh, Brian, Brian Cage, he he came, he attacked me last week in Miami, yep. threw me over the top rope, gave me an F5. So he'll be there, I'll be there, and uh, I'm coming for revenge, guys. Coming for revenge. Go ahead. Excellent. 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 I couldn't stop myself. You couldn't stop couldn't yourself. Stop you couldn't even say you – you can't even say in character. But what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, so – and then uh, right below me in the blue shirt, you guys know him. He's the new mouth in the South. He is Mr. Tyler Peters. And uh, we have the return of Jolton Joe. This is kind of Jolton Joe's wrestling radio here tonight, folks. This is uh, – <laughs> Joe, Joe is joining us for the evening, and he has brought with him uh, – former Ring of Honor world champion, former three-time WWF tag team champion. And uh, he is PCO. He is Perfect Creation One. PCO, thank you so much for joining us this evening, sir. Thank you. He's not human. He's not human. Right. Oh man. oh man, this is such this is such an honor. I'm so and and the Ring of Honor flag is always here. Just so we're clear, this is not me just marching okay. out because you're here. <laughs> the Ring of Honor flag is always hanging. It actually helps me out a lot because it covers a window that's unsightly. So <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great. So, uh, but that was my first gift when I started this this podcast. That was my first gift for my wife because she knew that I was into Ring of Honor, and so that was a uh, oh. that's my that's one of my my top things that I keep in the show all the time. So, uh, man, we're, we're super excited to, to pick your brain and to, and to talk, talk your, uh, your career with you and talk, you know, uh, everything, anything that's going on with Ring of, Ring of Honor. And uh, we're super excited. I know uh, Nelio had said to me that he has a couple of things up his sleeve. He usually likes to hijack the first 15, 20 minutes of these <laughs> interviews. I'm holding um, back. I'm holding back. Ted. He is. He is. He's letting me get my intro in. So I appreciate it. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to turn the reins over to Nelio for, for a couple minutes and then I'm going to come to Tyler and, uh, and Joe and, and I'll, I'll wrap up with, uh, with some cleanup here, guys. So uh, Nelio, I'm going to turn it over to you, brother. Awesome. Obviously, um, you know, PCO, the, the thing that's so amazing to me uh, is the career resurgence so late, um, obviously, in your career. And one of the things that, you know, uh, I know that you have said is that without passion, you know, your life is, is, is not worth living, right? Like you want to go out there and, and you live your passion um, uh, every single day. You know, what was that turning point? Like, what was it that made you change your mind and, and change your body and, and really change, you know, yourself as a wrestler? Well, uh the uh, the idea never left my mind. Like uh, I always felt unachieved. Uh, I always felt like uh, I didn't achieve full potential during my, my career. But it's just that at one point, like 2008, 2005, 2007, 8, 9, 10, you know, I've, I've, I've had a lot of tryouts uh, with WWE or, you know, I went to Puerto Rico, went to back to England. I, I've done a lot of things, quit like uh, an awesome good job where I was doing the commentary for, for him back for TNA uh, in French and 
had a tremendous salary that I, uh, you know, like uh, the, the producer uh, asked me if I wanted to, you know, go to wrestle for three months. And if it doesn't work, you know, I could go back and have my job back. And then that's where, you know, when I did the uh, documentary with Kenny Johnson, Burn the Ship, that was part of the the thing that my thinking is like, no, I'm I'm going to just cancel that job forever. I know that I will never think about going back there. So I went mm. forward and things didn't work out the way that I had planned them to work out. And uh, I just ended up like having to find another job. So I, I, about 2011, I was pretty discouraged uh, with my career. So I felt like uh, I've knocked every door as possible. I've tried everything as possible and uh, nothing was opening up. You know, nothing was open up. So uh, I just kept on being busy, you know, like uh, I kept on like uh, was doing some karate, I was doing some Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, a lot of sports, kept being like really, really active. And, uh, and eventually I started to do like a few podcasts, started to do like a few things on my own, another channel that I have got. Uh, on YouTube and French, uh, just talking about careers, uh, prediction for pay-per-views, WWE pay-per-views, or uh, analyzing a, you know, a, a, like post-analyzed pay-per-views and things like that. And it started to create like, like a kind of a buzz where people wanted me to go back and wrestle. So I went back and wrestled like different places and, in the province of Quebec and uh, and then in, in different places in Canada. And Michael Blanton from Indiana saw some footage on YouTube and uh, he wanted to book me for Black Label Pro. And I was uh, booked against uh, Ethan Page, all ego Ethan Page. George Anella was on the card. He wasn't on this in the stands and a bunch of other guys that had a lot of influence in the business were there that night. And we, we killed it. We, we, we had like such a great match and it was, it was weird. Like going back to the hotel with all those guys that half of them, uh, half of them I didn't know. And then Joey's asking me, you know, I've got this, this thing, the, the spring break, it's such a buzz last year at WrestleMania, like it was crazy, talking about WrestleMania 33, and he says, I want you, again, against Walter for WrestleMania 34, and it was like everything was coming so quick and so fast, left and right, and uh, it's uh, a lot of things, like guys, like I've wrestled before, like I told you, I've done so many things, uh, I've wrestled for the Savoldis at one point in 2007, maybe eight, and then uh, traveled with uh, Danny Demento. Absolutely, uh, yeah, I know Danny really well. When it, when he was big, yeah, and Danny was like part of GCW with with Joey and and Brett Lauderdale, and Brett, yeah. And and Danny had like just good memories of me. Like he liked me. We traveled together, and I was just cool with him. He was cool with me. I was cool with him. But like I couldn't even remember those times. Like he told me. But 
the same thing. I was in England and two, when I left that TV jobs, I went to England back for, back for Brian Dixon. And, um, yeah, I, I, I met like Nick Aldis there. And it's like everybody that I met that I, I thought like they wouldn't never like have any influence on my career somehow or somewhere. And, and that year, you know, like 2018, it all turned around and it all came back. Yeah, all those guys, one way or another, came back to help at one point or another. I, I feel I feel one of the reasons why everything hit at that time was um, I think you were ahead of your time. I think you were ahead of your time as a wrestler. Like even when you when I watch in '95, you were doing yeah. things that a bigger guy wasn't doing back then. Like mm-hmm. you know things that I'm I'm told today by a lot of older guys. Hey, stop doing that. Stop going to the top rope. You know, don't do a flipping this. Like you yeah. know, don't even. <laughs> Brother, I, I, I wrestled a, a, a legend a legend from ECW maybe three weeks ago, and he was upset because I'm like, hey, let's bump. Let's do something. He's like, no, we're not going to bump. We're going to bump twice in the match. So I think you were so ahead of your time that these guys all came, you know, uh, they saw you, they, they remembered you, and maybe you, you were like a germ in their mind. And I think that's why, it, it, you know, it, it, maybe it's unfortunate you were born ahead of your time, you know. Yeah, I was I was ahead of my time with my ideas for the business, you know, with, with, with everything that when I was looking at the product, like in 2018, 2017, 2016, I was telling myself, this is, this is for me. This is my generation. This is my, my type of, of, of wrestling. This is what I like about, you know, pro wrestling. And I was doing things. In the night, in the mid '90s, or in the '90s, where uh, people would just look at themselves, why is he doing that? <laughs> like, it didn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, that somersault, them, that cannonball but... senton, brother. Yeah, yeah man, to the outside and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> moving on on different things, like on the flip on the outside, and uh, I remember also with uh, impact with TNA at one point. Uh, I did uh, a dive from the top rope. It was Chris Saban, and he was on the cement floor, so he didn't want to take my, yeah, you know, my weight on top of him. So, a lot of the times, you know, that's the that's one thing that I I want to change eventually. It's uh, a lot of time I've got to miss because guys are afraid to take it, you know. So uh, mm-hmm. it's a lot of times it's a, a crash and burn, but. I think it's still entertaining, you know, to me, uh, so and to the fans. But uh, yeah, at one point, you know, you you need someone to be brave enough to stick and to be there and to absorb the bump, brother. <laughs> I'm gladly, brother. Don't don't think twice. I love it. I love it. Well, I'll um, tell you what. Honestly, <laughs> the thing that scared the hell out of me is uh, when uh, we. I think you still had the belt. Where you did that dive out of the ring and you'd split your head open, man. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh that man, that uh, that freaked me out, boy. I, I I didn't know if you were there. That was in Atlanta at the center stage. Yeah, no, I wasn't there, but I was yeah. watching it. <laughs> well, the, the thing with Atlanta, the center stage, uh, when we set up the ring in the middle, and I I didn't notice that until I was in the ring and I did that dive. It's uh, usually we have double mats, you know, and uh, you know, let's say uh, four feet 
and another four feet. So you got eight feet of mats on each side, you know, on the length. But uh, so the center stage is so small that on two sides, you have like two mats. So it's like eight feet. But on the other two sides, they only put one four feet. But, on uh, you know, on the, mm. on the, 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 so I'm doing that thing where I've got that the electricity doesn't go well in my head and all this. I've got like <laughs> different breakups and sparks and things like that. So it's it's just a, a malfunction, electric, electrical malfunction. And uh, I'm hitting the ropes, and instead of diving on my opponent, I, I I dive right on the space where there's no one. So I dove, and I dove on the side where there wasn't that many mattress, you know, like uh, my hit, my head hit the concrete mm. and uh, I got split with 17 stitches on my forehead, like on my high and forehead. And it helped I was, the gimmick though. It helps the gimmick, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was concussed. I was bleeding like a pig. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Todd Sinclair was to, telling me to stop the match and just to go in the dressing room and I told him that I was going to finish the match and then one I didn't care by, about protocol because they're really strict Ring of Honor really strict with protocol I think if it would happen now they would have stopped the, they yeah. would just ring the bell um, and I uh, yeah I think I was concussed you know I was like I couldn't remember the rest of the the match <laughs> like here and there, I don't, I don't, I just, I just, I was able to get myself to everything, but uh, we we got back on the other side, and everybody said how, how good the match was, and that everything was good, and I said, oh, I can't remember anything, <laughs> but, but, but I, I, all the way to when I dove into the cement, I remembered, but uh, then I rewatched the match and the finishes and things like that, so uh. Yeah, that, I, I think uh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing, the uh, the electrical malfunction. Yeah. But uh, now we've bought, like, ROH bought, like, a tremendous set. Well, we have, like, almost the hockey boards with full right. mats all the way from the ring to the boards. and uh, They're protecting their investment. Uh, you know, they're protecting you, man. It's good. Investments and also... Uh, we used to throw ourselves on the guardrails and uh, it used to uh, injure uh, some of the fans too. So they, they're trying to avoid like lawsuits and things like that. So both, it works both ways. Joe, Joe's threatening to sue Ring of Honor still. Eh? No, I never did that. <laughs> I never did that. <laughs> and when, and yeah, when that, uh, that uh, again, was... I'm, I don't mean to hijack this interview. I'm so sorry. But, you know, when you were learning, when, you know, because you you uh early 90s right you were training in the early 90s and uh, and the way to work was very different did you have guys then telling you look you know uh um you know don't do too much you know don't go to the top rope you know a couple shoulder tackles a couple power moves and then go home or or you know and and you worked a lot with Jacques at the time uh was it something where you wanted to up your game with 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 them or or how did you feel like uh uh, starting out yeah, uh, no, uh, Jacques, uh, Jacques got it that uh, I wanted to up uh, the odds for us, you know, to get over. So we did like, you know, the tower, the Boston Crab leg drop, uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, very devastating moves. Like uh, he would backdrop me on top of the other guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
we did a lot like sweep uh, with the clothesline, but I was like very into like combos as a tag team. I was really in for that. I think uh, I, I kind of brought that a lot more than it was used in, in tag team division before. And like I've seen the Road Warriors, they, they had like a finish move, but most of the time they do a big boot, a clothesline. Somewhat like Hawk was doing something, Hannibal was doing something. Yeah. The Steiners, too, Scott was doing this stuff. Ricky was doing – they had, like, one maybe thing together, you know, or two. But me and Jock was, like, five, six, seven things that mm. we, we do together. So I think we we kind of created a trend there. And it really got over anyways. Our moves really got us over. And I think that's where we became, like, that can change champions so quick you know in wwe I, I hated i hated you guys because i love the steiners i hated you guys so much but <laughs> i will say this i think it was a it was a certain cage match i think it was a cage match with the steiners i must have been i probably was seven years old maybe 94 i don't know maybe 93 i, I don't know exactly the time but um yeah, that I, I began to notice, like, yeah, you, you guys did really awesome moves. Like you're saying, like, you did the flip over and stuff. Yeah. So even as a kid, I was like, you know what? I, I hate these guys' personality. I hated Jacques so much, but I always did yeah. love watching matches, you know, uh, uh, with you guys. So, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, it's cool, too. I think I think we're, we were, like, really uh, – it, it was hard to, to like you, basically. My, basically, most of the people, like – liked us they tell us now you know right you know 15 20 years later down the road like yeah we liked you guys you're good but back then i know they but the heels back then like the like the mountie you know everybody hated the mountie right and then and then you're coming in so we hate you immediately and back then there were no cool heels so you weren't selling merch you weren't selling like you know uh, fake uh, uh stun guns and all that stuff nowadays you guys would be doing that you guys would be making a ton of money you guys <laughs> yeah, would be flipping the yeah. baby face in like four months but it was a different it's, time back then right it's like now in our <laughs> days now it's like uh the heels they barely don't exist anymore no you know? it's uh, <laughs> pretty yeah. much a 50 50 match all the time you know yeah for sure for sure yeah we 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 love russians we love uh Japanese, we love Canadians, we love Americans. Like, like it, it's like with the, the, you know, the racism things and everything. You know, like it, it just feels like everybody's cool now. You know, it's like this. The thinking has changed so much from the society, from from the way people thinks. You know, uh, I'd say in the seventies, maybe in the eighties. Look, um, Surgeon Slaughter, uh, you know, the Sheik, Volkov, <laughs> it was instant heat. The Quebecers, uh, speaking French, were, you know, the foreign language that nobody can understand. It was right, you couldn't say, like, we could go up to Vince and say, yeah, we're going to be the biggest baby face in the company. You wouldn't have believed that. Right. Would be uh, would be like something impossible to do, like to to any promoters back then almost. And then I was always saying, like I was telling John, no, we can be like babyface. But I but I proved my point when it took so many years. Yeah, it took, yeah, it took you twenty, yeah, twenty five, <laughs> yeah. twenty seven years later, you could do it. <laughs> See, I told you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Oh man. Well, Love Tyler, I, I, I do want to transition over to you, brother, because I know you've got a handful of questions too. And if I don't, if I don't rain, uh, no, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, we'll be here till midnight if I keep hours, talking. I'm sorry, know? guys. Tyler, go ahead. It's all right. Brother. Go ahead, brother. No, I, I was just going to ask you, PCO, it's an honor for all of us to have you on the show. And I, I just wanted to ask you, I was curious, how did you break into the professional wrestling business? And what were some of the wrestlers up in uh, Montreal that influenced you in your career? Oh, very easy. Like, uh, the top guys back then, like, they're the one who influenced me. Like, uh, I was like, uh, I remember I was a uh, high school, my last year of high school. And I, I was like a fresh guy, you know, I'd get in my, <laughs> my chair behind my desk. I'd open up the newspaper while the teacher was talking and I'd just read the sports and I'd stop at the wrestling ads and then I'd look at the every Monday night at Post Soviet Arena in Montreal. It was it was like wrestling was on and the ad was always there during uh previous week or it was always an ad in the paper, what whatever day it was. So uh and Dino Bravo was like the the world champ here for eight years in a row. So Dino you know, he was strong and they, they put videos of him like pushing weights and things like that. So, and Rick Martell was the AWA World Heavyweight Champion at the time. So, Rick Martell and Dino were like the top two guys. The Rougeos were like the tag team guys from the place, uh, Jock and Ray. And uh, then you had like uh, guys like Rick Martell brought Tom Zink with him just before they became Canon Connection. So, but, but they weren't tag team, but he brought him like for him to gain some experience from Minnesota, from Minneapolis. And then you had like Phil LaFong, like guys like that were doing the Calgary Stu Hart territory and the uh, Dupree territory on the uh, Eastern side, like uh, uh, New Brunswick and Halifax and all those places. So we had like guys like, um, a guy was Stephen Pettipa. He was a, a sheik, Sheik Ali, Abdullah the Butcher. Uh, but the, they weren't the guys that really uh, turned, like, turned my um, curiosity into pro, pro wrestling. But Rick Martel uh, did. Like Rick was like uh, one of my heroes for, for mm -hmm. a long time. Bravo. Um, and then the Road Warriors came in, and it was. Uh, an instant uh, success here, like they sold out everywhere they went, like from Paul Sauvé Arena, which was like four or 5,000 people to Montreal Forum. They would sell out the Montreal Forum. So on many occasions. So Road Warriors and also one one guy who was like a great, great big star here was King Tonga as well, uh, Ming or Aku. But here he was built as King Tonga. And uh, mm -hmm. so he became, for, you know, just for the Road Warriors, they, they did Martel and Bravo against the Road Warriors. Mm -hmm. And then they did Bravo and uh, Tonga against the Road Warriors. And just, it's just, uh, I, I, it hooked me up. But uh, on a younger age, when I was 12, I used to play hockey. And we had practices at 6 a.m. in the morning. And I would watch some documentary on, on TV, on the cable TV before uh, my practices. And uh, 
It was a documentary on the flying Frenchman, uh, Edward Carpentier. And um, he kind of hooked me on to pro wrestling. Is, uh, they showed him like in the pool. Uh, he was a former gymnast. He was a guy who brought Andre the Giant with him in North America from France. So uh, it was uh, many uh, different points and guys got me interested in pro wrestling. And can you imagine now uh, uh, Danny DeMano, he booked uh, uh, Mang versus Schlock like uh, six months ago. So that's a, 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 you know, an in-depth match. So that's a dream match too. You know, Mang now today versus you. It's funny, like you're talking about him as someone who influenced you. You know, he's another guy who's still, you know, he's not wrestling every day, but he's still going, you know? Yeah, I've wrestled him in uh, WWE and uh, WCW a few times. Uh, I think it was in WCW when he was in a, in a team with Barbarian, him and Barb. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I've wrestled him uh, a couple of times. So uh, always got along good with him. And uh, yeah, he, he's got a hell of a reputation for himself. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and and then I decided to, I was going to find a wrestling school, and that's how I, at 16 years old, I started to train, and I, I wanted to become a pro wrestler. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. cool. That's very cool. Joe, brother, you, you know PCO better than any of us, but I'm sure you have some things that you want to talk about, man. Well, you know, I've said this in a previous interview that we did but I think that um, the main thing that um, hooked me with PCO in, in this current time not back to the you know to the WWE days I mean you know yeah was because at first quite honestly I didn't make the connection and then I, then it was like oh man but but the thing that I admire the most, and I've said this before, and I don't want to, you know, beat it into the ground, is that um, that PCL is a um, he's kind of a role model for us older guys. Now I'm older than he is, but um, you know, the man doesn't stop. And I would love PCO if you would just. Tell us, tell everybody a little bit more about the the regimen that you have. The uh, including, I, I don't know if you're still doing it, but you were doing all kinds of uh, trampoline uh, classes yeah. and just for, crazy, for, crazy stuff. Yeah, for the for the moonsault, it took me a full year going to the trampoline park and hiring a coach like gymnast coach you know to try to help me out uh on different like uh for the 450 i i haven't done like a live yet a 450 because it's really very hard to, to do it especially the, the heavier you are um the harder like uh flip gordon like uh, broke his elbow with a 450 overshot so he was like lending too much on his arms, mm. not enough on his chest. So, so to speak, he was like over like this, you know, mm -hmm. because he overshot it. So it's it's really hard to do a gainer. But uh, yeah, 
yeah, it was just hard for me just to, I remember in 1991, I think I was in Puerto Rico with Killer Carl Wallace against uh, uh, those guys, uh, Carlos Colon and uh, Invader, and, uh, the, the top guys in Puerto Rico. And I tried a, a moonsault and I, I tore a ligament on my left knee because my lending wasn't good. And um, I could do a full backflip and land on my feet, but just to have the proper position when I was, was landing my stomach, when, when I ripped that ligament, I, I didn't want to do another moonsault anymore, you know, like uh, I needed a surgery. So um, uh, I was kind of burnt by moonsault. And uh, when I came back, I, I made sure that I was going to be able to do one. So, uh, yeah, it was just like three times a week going to the trampoline park and for a full year and just, just doing some backflips and doing like a bunch of things. And, and there's a lot of other things that I've been doing. Like when I, when I, I, uh, was training in 2017 with Destro, uh, we, we did a lot of things. So, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a, a, a lot of sacrifices and uh, put a lot of efforts into my training. Uh, and sometimes it, it looks like nothing, is, you know, stabilizers and, and little things, you know, uh, a lot on the, uh, the, uh, the ass muscles. That's basically the center of all the, everything that pushes your muscles and your, body so uh there's a lot of work being put there a lot of leg presses and but we've got different machines also that destro built uh because he, he trained some hockey players in the nhl also so he's, he's strong on working their legs uh I, I, but not on, not necessarily having big legs but just putting a lot of work on the uh on the butt you know so uh mm. that, that, that's what really makes you move uh, each and every way all the time when you start running or you want to be whatever you know you need that the jump everything so it, there's a lot of work and it's been put like on different tri uh, programs like i don't necessarily want to um just say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say my entire routine because... Yeah, it's a secret, brother. You don't want to give away your secret. I feel like, uh, <laughs> I feel like it's, uh, it's, it's part of being a pro wrestler. It's, it's part of being a pro. And I feel like it's kind of bragging about when, when I no. tell something like that. But it, it, it's yeah. inspirational. Joe, Joe is 100% right. It's inspirational. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm in my lower, lower 30s. And my, you know, my wife asked me like, when are you going to be done with this? You know, I'll, I'll go come back for a weekend and, you know, I, I'm in pain. And I honestly, I think in my head, I'm like, well, PCO is 56, right? So I <laughs> no, have 26, 53 now. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. 53. Okay. It's okay. I don't <laughs> have, on, now, I yo. have, I only have 20. I only you're have just, 20, 21 years. Three more yeah, years yep, sorry. <laughs> but it's, it, it, it's an inspiration, you know, to, to do what you're doing. And a lot of it has to be mental because it's a lot of work, you know, like it, it's, it is mm. mental preparation, it's not mental, just obviously in the ring, but it, it, to, to prepare as well. There's one thing that I don't have any credit for and I'd say 99.9% .9 of the time, I'm sure nobody believes me. Uh, Cause I was doing like uh serious radio uh, 
like a couple of days ago with uh, David Legrega and Bully Ray. And Bully was asking me about, you know, ah, you know, with such a long time off and then you go back to work, you're not on a roll that much. Uh, the bumps, for me, the bumps, I don't feel them. Say, I love bumping. So people don't believe me because sometimes I know it because I choke slam someone, I've got him on the chokehold. I'm lifting him up in the air. And I don't want to name any names, but sometimes I see the guys closing his eyes like, <laughs> oh, it's going to hurt. And it's just a freaking choke slam. <laughs> it's a high bump, man. Uh, uh, name names, PCO, please. Name names. I'm dying to know. <laughs> no, because we, we don't like those guys at, at our school. So it's name names, it's brother. Ah, like, <laughs> oh, it's like landing it. Oh, it's All right, it's me. Make that bump. And I see those guys, Ooh, the face. You know it's not going to be a face, brother. Yeah. Oh, I'd be and you, you push and you pull so hard, so far out. And the guy wants to say low and uh, fighting against... Oh, just post up and take the bump, man. Post up and take the bump. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what. I I, got to ask you. you, There's guys in their 30s that they don't like to take bumps, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. They hate it. I I just want to jump in and and ask you one more thing here, because I I think this is one of the more fascinating uh, aspects of what you do, and I look forward to it you know, pretty much on a weekly basis. And that is your, um, you know, your, uh, well, it was called Monday Night PCO, right? Uh, And and I think you've kind of spun it into. uh, Justice. Yeah, like a a serial, if you will, what you would call, you know, S-E-R-I-A-L. It's a story. Um, he's a superhero man, and yeah. but but even though he's not human, he still comes up against some pretty tough stuff. So tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, th- what a great idea, and I'm so glad you're continuing it. Oh yeah, but uh, you know, there's a cost for that, though. You know, mm-hmm. We we need a lot of uh, people and uh, an excellent product of you know production team. Uh, and you know, I don't have the budget, like the Hollywood budget. So it's, uh, I, I think it was just like, because for two years we did like every Monday was a uh, Monday night PCO industrial. We did like feats of strengths and different type of challenges and different type of adventures in real time. And it was not like, part of a storyline it was just okay this is an episode this is another episode so that was yeah. every monday night for two years in a row and um, i felt at one point that we have done about every feats of strength that there's possible to you like you know i've i've, I've uh, uh ripped deck of cards uh rolled fry pan i've broken like uh Westcott's uh, ranch. Uh, I've uh, I've had darts on my chest. I've had like my mouth stapled uh, with a stapler. Uh, like like to have that Frankenstein look with with four staple in my mouth. Um, 
you know, I had like tennis ball ripped on my mouth with my teeth, uh, decks of cards, my teeth. So we've done like so many, like I, I, I forget a lot. I've got kicked out from a cliff down to a lake uh with with cement blocks on my hands so it was just like like i um like you have like also those machines where you you got the uh, the clamps and you picked up like a uh, pop piece or something like that and then i i bust the, the window with my head and give all the the, the puppies to the the kids and, and i've done so many so at one point <laughs> We decided that we're gonna go with a move, like a movie, a, a full movie, but we're gonna reveal two minutes and twenty seconds every Monday on Twitter. So, but two minutes and twenty, two minutes and twenty. So, you know, maybe another six to eight weeks will we'll be done. Like uh, the whole thing will be shot. Like it will be the end of the movie. But at one point, I will put everything together and put it on DVD. As a as a collector's item, you know. Uh, But but yeah, it was just to to stay alive and keep PCO. So you you know you keep thinking about PCO and you you keep thinking about the fact that he's not human that he's doing like yeah like I like you said Joe, uh, it's a a superhero with the superpowers and a lot of things. But we also try to. Um, tell a good morale there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is related to my life or my career somehow. So, uh, yeah, that's it's been incredible. It's been good, but just just to get a casting, you know, having like ten, twelve different, maybe fifteen different people with the whole thing. Maybe we went up to fifty people uh, that were like, included in the movie. And we did a lot of that during the pandemic, which was kind of tough. Yes. And so you need a TV studio, you need green screens, you need locations all the time, you need cars, actors, mm-hmm. different different types of things. So it's very challenging, very, very challenging. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the meantime, it's very re- rewarding. So uh, yeah, nothing, nothing happens for, you know, like uh, you have to work for every, every bit. Yeah, of- you know, you, you started with a very like DIY, with a very do-it-yourself. You know, whether it was yeah. with Black Label and all that stuff, and then now you have a production company. So, like in three or four years, it's going to be like Game of Thrones of a season with you know, <laughs> where you're just yeah. raining down fire on people. I can see it. So, you know, I think yeah. it's a great, you know, it's a great see progression. How, so, hopefully, it keeps it, going. It, you know? it it can it can twist and go on many different ways. So. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I've, I've been approached by some people in Florida. Uh, they, they, they only knew a hat uh, uh, that's going to be on pretty much everyone's TV. So we'll see how it goes. Like, uh, I've got, I've got so many that. things on the table. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. So, and so well, that, that, that's a quick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ted. I'm sorry. So you're you're exactly right. There's so much stuff on the table. And you're 53. I'm so sorry for for adding a couple years on, but it adds to your mystique. But um, um, how many more years do you see, man? Do you see, you know, seven, eight more years? Like, how do you feel? Like, what, what do you feel like? Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I look at Sting or the way that Taker like retired. Uh, I wouldn't 
like uh, I'm a big fan of Taker. You know, I I know Mark personally. I've wrestled him. Uh, he's he's a great leader, great guy. But uh, um, I think the worst thing that can happen is to retire during a pandemic. You know, uh, without fans or anything 100%. like that, not having a proper retirement. So I think. Five, six back. more years, then you're gonna have to stay five, six more years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> we're oh, hoping please. the vaccine exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I hope that, that. Yeah, I hope thing. so too. <laughs> I always wanted to do the Olympic Stadium in Montreal, you know, that was one of my big goals. Yeah, growing up, and uh, we we did the Madison Square Garden in New York with Ring of Honor. and and uh it sold out like really quick because you know you you have like the every company have their base you know like honor club you have like well let's say i don't know two hundred thousand people a hundred thousand people i don't know like you know th that's the first people that i think honor club like sold out probably 80 percent of madison square garden just with honor club and my thinking with the olympic stadium which holds like uh, 80,000 seats. It's like, let's, let's pretend it's a 20,000 seater, you know, <laughs> and, and sell that out at, a, mm -hmm. at the regular price that you'd sell a garden or the, or the bell center or any normal 20,000 seats arena. And then there's 60,000 other ones. Let's make it like a big tailgate party, like $10 or $20 cheap. Cheap tickets, just make it a big happening, you know. And who who would you who would you want to be your opponent? If it, it could, it can't be the Undertaker, uh, you know, the Jock. I maybe I, can, I can't say <laughs> no. It wouldn't be no cinematic be match. Who knows? Could be a cinematic. No, it thing. wouldn't be. Like uh, I'm hoping for 2022 that things would go back to normal. Good. And um, I got some names in my mind. Uh, I can't say who it is. Oh, okay, maybe, okay, uh, okay. For, for different reasons. But uh, it would be someone, if I had to pick, it would be someone from that generation, like someone oh, around yeah. 35, something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got, I got someone in my mind. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Cool. But, uh, yeah. So. I thought we were fantasizing. You have it already planned out, man. You don't have to spoil it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I, I just like, yeah, you, you can, can plan as much smile. as you want. You can plan as much as you want, but life doesn't happen the way you plan it. You know? yeah. Sometimes, like, I, I always plan. I, I envisioned that I was going to become world champion, but I didn't I didn't envision that it was going to be at 50 years old. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sometimes, you know, I have this thing in my mind it could be something as big or as very similar but it could be another stadium or it could be another event or it could be whatever i just don't know how it's gonna happen i know i've got all the contacts here in montreal uh, the the new mayor is gonna it's gonna be in function like next year uh, a big wrestling fan, a big uh, sports fan. Um, the the city of Montreal owns the stadium, so it's not something where I've got to tell Ring right, of yeah. Honor, "Well, we got to spend, you know, so much on the renting. We can mm -hmm. have a joint venture with the city of Montreal uh, and use Honor Club, and and if I could get, you know, the things like the, the way I uh, envisioned them." 
uh, once you got those 20, 25,000 people in, I, I think it's a matter of days just to sell out the all the other seats because all the TV stations and radio stations and and the the Northeast like the New York area, Boston area, Philly area, like everybody, it's gonna be something big, you know. I'm I'm ready to uh, buy the tickets, so I'm sure it'll sell out yeah, pretty quickly, yeah, man. Well, I, you know, you, you need a, a huge card too. It's gonna be right. something yeah. part of something big, you know, Maybe something with New Japan together, something big. Could be someone from Japan also that I wrestled. Yeah, once so. you said that, my mind started to turn too. I'm not gonna, not gonna put anything out there, True but my promoters. mind started to turn as well. It's but great. uh yeah, that's that's one thing that uh, I'd like to uh to accomplish uh, you know, before I retire. Because uh also I'm wrestling because I'm having fun wrestling. I'm not wrestling because I need to wrestle. I'm I'm uh it's it's really because I'm having fun doing it, you know. It's and I'm having I'm having the most fun uh, being in the ring, you know. I would never say never to a uh, another job in pro wrestling, but really, so far, uh, I really like being in the ring. I feel like maybe I feel like him. I don't succeed i don't succeed like him maybe but i really like brady Tom brady you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's yeah. the co he, he's a good coach but he's also a tremendous player and uh, mm. i i don't think and i don't think i would he would would have the same success just being a coach not throwing the ball as well so uh this is how i feel you know i don't want to compare myself with him at all the seven Super Bowl uh, Lombardi rings, like it's pretty unbelievable. I don't think we're going to see that anymore. But who, who knows if, if he's going to play until he's fifty? Though that could be maybe. But if there's anyone who could do it, if there's anyone he could do it, he'll do it, right? So he could be yeah, the PCO. He could be. I feel PCO. like he's, he's the PCO of the NFL. Yeah, in yeah, about yeah. seven years, I, right? So I, I feel he's still in That's his prime. I think so too. He does. He's in lots of steps. So yeah, it's <laughs> true. It's accurate. Well, I mean, you've had this resurgence and, um, you know, obviously the, the wrestling world has taken notice of you. Have you, did you hear from anyone else? Did you, I mean, you, you've made your home in ring of honor and qu obviously quite comfortably. So, but did you hear from anyone else? Did you hear from AEW? Cause you, your resurgence was like timed perfectly with, you know, with a, AEW. For, for sure. There was a WWE offer on the table, right? A hundred percent. There had to have been it. There offer. had to have been. And well, when, when you were uh, the free, there had to be. I had a lot of talks with uh, AEW before I signed with Ring of Honor, though. Like, we, we was almost booked on, on some shows. I was booked, basically, on some shows, but uh, we hadn't discussed any money deal yet and things like that. And Ring of Honor were, like, very... Um, and it was, like, it was at the beginning of AEW. You know, mm. they only had done... The right. uh, All In show didn't have the TNT deal, didn't have like uh, the cons. You know, we, weren't, we didn't know if they were involved yet. We there's there was a lot of uh, unknown things at the time when when I was dealing with AEW. Uh, but a good friend of mine uh, signed with them, uh, Evil Huno. Uh, he's he's from my he's 
from Quebec, from Canada too. So uh, he was talking to me and he was trying to get me to sign with AEW. But uh, once I made my uh, my visit to the um, to the office in uh, Baltimore for Ring of Honor, once I met with uh, Jokov, the president of the uh, the wrestling branch uh, for Ring of Honor in St. Clair Broadcasting, uh, then I met with uh, uh, Delirious uh, Head Booker and. And uh, Greg, the vice president and uh, general manager, and all those people, and uh, he showed me the dojo and the talent of the dojo and uh, different aspects of, of the company, their vision, and, uh, the way that they work, and the talent there that I knew that was there. Uh, my, I was. You know, once I shook hands with them and I made a decision that I was going to be with them, there was no coming back on that handshake. You know, but, like but did, did 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 the did anybody say? Because I remember at the time talking to a few people and saying, "This is the perfect final uh, uh, big rivalry to the Undertaker." You have this guy who is not human, who is a monster. You have the Undertaker, you know, who was finishing up at the time. Did anybody contact you and say, this is the, you know, at least within the WWE or, or even guys who worked there and said, this is the feud you need to have and, and do three matches uh, uh, and they would be huge. You know, I felt that was the natural, you know, maybe I would. Honestly, honestly, I couldn't be part of All In. I wasn't signed by Ring of Honor at that time, but I was right. booked for King of Trios in Chicago and Philadelphia. Right. I had booked like three months prior to the, that date. And uh, th there was no way that Chikara wanted to let me do all in. And uh, mm -hmm. when I was over there, I did like um, a feat, I did feats of strengths for uh, their, uh, what's it called with Conrad and uh, the. Oh, oh uh, uh... right. The... Yeah, Starcast. 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 Yeah, yeah, Starcast. So it was part of Starcast. So, yeah, it was right in the middle where everybody was staying at the main hotel there in the lobby. It was like sold out, like packed of fans. And we did everything that me and Destro. <laughs> the deck of cards, the the darts, the um, the gripper, the cement blocks on the stomach. Like what we did, like for a show of half an hour of action from beginning to the end, and we tore the house down. And uh, and then I had to fly at five five thirty p.m. to be in Philly for that King of Trios tournament. <laughs> and I wanted to to do uh, All In so badly. And I had been in touch with uh, the box a little bit, you know, by by email and things like that. So I was uh, so mad that I could make uh, All In that, uh, because I was booked somewhere else. And uh, I promised myself that I was going to be at the Garden at that time at MSG, sure. but 
and to be honest with you, at one point I was like, I was getting like different like text messages uh, from guys that were in Holland and also from Ring of Honor uh, executives. And they were asking me, are you okay with those eight? And I was saying, I just spoke to that guy like three days ago. Why don't you get it? You know, I thought they were all together. I didn't know that the company was going to split. Right. Half, exactly. You, exactly. You were in like so a weird spot. I was spot. so confused because yeah. I was getting, because <laughs> knowing that they were going to split, I had like text messages from some guys that weren't, that they knew that they were going to do something else. And they all, they had like, I think, I think Vegas was booked already. Uh, another mm. show in Florida. And uh, yeah. So that was the first two that they were already booked without having the TVs. And they were like, this is they sold out fast. Right. Uh, and then I was having also text messages from like uh, executives from, from Ring of Honor. So uh, I got so confused. I thought it was all the same guys like talking to me, <laughs> wanted me to, to join Ring of Honor. <laughs> so that, that was weird. At that, that time was weird. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> So you, uh, you wrapped up, uh, I want to go back in time for a minute because in preparation for, for our interview tonight, I, I kind of went back in time and revisited some of my favorite moments um, of your career over uh, on the WWE network and, and on, uh, and uh, on, on YouTube. And so I, I went through and I watched the Walter match and, you know, you've been asked a million times at this point about the Walter match, you know, uh, it was a fantastic it was a fantastic match and obviously it it helped with your with your resurgence but one of the things that really stuck out to me as i was watching today um and it's something that that nelio had been talking about a little bit earlier was was is your style of work as a as a big guy in the ring and one of the the things i just noticed about i was watching your ecw world title match with just incredible and uh and man you're i i watch you hit the ropes and I, I see a lot of talent today that's half your size and they can't move as fast as you, man. <laughs> you were, you were so blazing fast off those ropes and, and oh my God, I, I was like, how, how is he not, how is he not gassed out? How is he, how is he not blowing up right now? This guy is working a million miles a minute and he's just going, 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 he's not blowing up. And, uh, and you do the, you do the, the flip over the ropes and you're doing table spots. And I'm like, man, this guy is just, he's just flying through this match and he's not, he's not blowing up. And so I have, I have to say, man, like that, that whole time you're in, you're in that little ECW run in 2000. And I'm like, I'm so yeah. jacked up for it. And then ECW doesn't do its thing, you know? Um, yeah. And it was really disappointing for me, but I wanted to ask what your experience was like uh, in ECW as a Philly guy. Cause I'm a Philly guy. Uh, what was your experience like in ECW? Yeah. And that oh, I re I really like my ECW match there against Just Incredible. I, I mean, I think the the reaction, like I was like, I didn't know what to expect because you know you've heard all those stories. The, yeah. not that I've never done anything wrong, but you never know how they're gonna perceive you, you know. So mm -hmm. uh, you know, you you've heard the the Marty Genity, the, the Jimmy Snooker, where crowd was really hard on them you know like just telling uh, maybe marty you know you're not sean whatever mm -hmm. and uh <laughs> just uh come out at that time you know and, and be such a face you know and uh, such a pop and people were so excited to, uh, to see me there and uh just just start my 
it was basically my debut at the ECW arena. It was for a title match, and it was in the main event against uh, PJ. <laughs> and I knew I could have a good match with PJ because I've wrestled him like 100 times in WWE before. So um, it was like, it was just cool, you know. It was just like, I was, I was nervous about crowd reaction, about, you know, how ECW fans would receive me for their first time. But I wasn't nervous about having a good match because I knew I could have a good match with PJ. And on top of that, he had like Francine that took like a power sand from the, the top rope onto the table. So Love I think the, <laughs> at that point, the, the roof went really off. You know, like, yeah, man. That, was, that pop yeah. was huge. That was boom. And then <laughs> that was crazy. So whenever oh. she went through a table, there was crazy pop. Whenever, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> and um, and also, I never got to connect with Polly after that. But he was so nice to me, so cool to me, and he had the reputation that when a lot of guys, a lot of money, and the company was closed down, they were barely, they weren't in business anymore. And I got a check <laughs> signed by Polly himself. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> for a and show no, and that it I went had, through. It went through. Right? Yeah, it went through. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> and it was money that he yeah. owed me for, for a show that I've done somewhere else in Pittsburgh or somewhere else. I've wrestled Rhino, I think, somewhere else. It was for another show. And I, I, he paid me. And I was so surprised, so amazed, but he was so, so cool. Uh, I spent a lot of time that night with him talking different things about the business. He's so passionate about the business and so uh, so into it. And um, so I, my feeling is good, you know, when, uh, when I got out of that uh, ECW arena that, that night, I had a, a great feeling that, uh, but, I didn't know that maybe five, six months or a year down the road, they were going to be down. You know, yeah, they were, right. were going to be out of business. Right. So. And, and I mean, after, after you left there, you, uh, you went back to, you went back to WCW, right? Well, what happened also that kind of, kind of cut my, uh, my run in half with ECW like uh, they booked that ECW match, and then I told them that I had to leave for uh, almost like three weeks uh, to go to Saudi Arabia for a tour, and then I would come back. And I think I think they they didn't like that. I probably maybe didn't like that. Didn't say, but uh, I, it was already booked for a long time ago. So it's like when ECW came in that tour in Saudi Arabia. I was going there with Yokozuna, uh, Natanka, a bunch of other guys at the time. And it was going to be the, like, the first shows in Saudi Arabia in 45 years or something like that. So we, we kind of opened up the territory for Vince, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. That's I love awesome. it. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Tell, tell him you want some of the goddamn yeah, payday, yeah, brother. Yeah, 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 Let's go. A little percent of that hundred million, man. One percent. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, that's killer. That's killer. So, but, but, but that was cool. Saudi Arabia, like, 
seriously, they were throwing money. Like uh, <laughs> we went to a shake, a sheik, sheik's house, because he wanted to have the wrestlers at his house, and we got invited, and we went there, and like it was like probably a hundred people. It's not even a table. It's like they just put like a red plastic. It's like a table, but you all sit like Indian sittings, and you all eat like that, and. Uh, <laughs> And I got paid like I just to go eat there. Like he, I, I received an envelope like thirteen hundred, hundred thirteen hundred US dollars just to <laughs> go best. eat there. That's fantastic. That's it's crazy. <laughs> and the food was, was probably crazy. pretty good, right? Not so bad, right? It's it's different, you know. It's yeah. different, and 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 hitting on the floor like was a different like. Yeah, but it's it's part of their culture. Yeah. That's how they do it. And, uh, there and was girls, I mean, sheiks always sheiks always have girls around, or no girls it was just for the yeah, wrestlers. They, yeah, yeah, just... but they don't show they don't show off with them. It's not oh, like that's they right. Don't, it's, yeah, they don't have like yeah, 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 yeah. four or five girls like showing off. Like it's not to show off. It's I, from what I understood, it's the fact that there's too many girls there per guys on radar. Uh, uh, per, per, per let's say you have seven. Yeah. Let's say you have fifteen girls for one guy, but they all want to get married. So that's why they they came to conclusion that it's okay if I have my men only on Tuesday and I share it with other girls because there's not enough guys on, in Saudi Arabia to you know to okay. match every girl. Yeah. So that's how we we think it's polygamy because you know because they were crazy or something like that. But it was an <laughs> actual good reason for it. That's yeah. what I've learned. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, That's what they keep saying. Why not? You know, let's get. <laughs> I think Tyler's on the on the uh, computer booking his flights over. That's yeah, right. that, exactly. Yeah, where, where is he? <laughs> of course, I, I may you know have to be careful. Yeah, <laughs> he's 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 susceptible to these uh, to these Instagram ladies. You know, leave my man. Uh, no, I know. Like, I've got to be careful. I, I have to admit, yeah, something's too good to be true because they're for one thing they're attractive and they're they're looking for me. So that's a red flag already. <laughs> <laughs> i love i love that tyler from the time that joe joe started with tyler to now tyler has become self-deprecating but he does it like he's done it in just like the, the perfect way he's got you a know? rodney kind of way about yeah. it. well, well yeah. no I, i've tried it and pco will appreciate this bobby heenan I, I mean he's one of my favorites not that i could ever compare to him but that's who i kind of take you know that timing he had i mean he could just be off the wall but it would make sense Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. Listen, I was brother, a big I, I fan. I was oh a yeah. Big fan of Bobby. Oh gosh, one of Bobby the greatest. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah to me, to me, he was the greatest. He was so funny. Yeah, he was. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. so what? I, I have one more thing, and then I'll, I'll ask the the rest of the crew if they have if they have anything else they want to ask before we wrap up for the night. But uh, I, I need to ask. You know, you, you you went back to WCW during that during that last stretch where WCW was there. You were part of Team Canada um with with Lance Storm and um you know tell me a little bit about you know the the backstage atmosphere during that run because that was right during like the tumultual you know that that real heavy yeah. time Bischoff was out and Russo was in and yeah. tell us about well, that one, man when then Russo I, I I always got along good with Russo from my uh, the WWE uh, days mm-hmm. uh, when he was in charge there, he hired me, but he didn't. He, he didn't know my beef with. I don't think he knew. 
I had too much beef with uh, Kevin Nash at the time, which now we're like best buddies. Like we, we get along well. I've, I've seen him like a uh, hundred times in the last two, three years on different events. And uh, we're I'm sure everybody still time. asks though, right? <laughs> they still ask. Yeah. Me. Well, no, but I guess, I guess he's been like public about it too. Uh, I've heard a lot of uh, his shoot interviews where he talks about it. And uh, he even said that he he, he proposed, uh, he used like shooting my name to Vince for different like, angles or ideas. So, uh, but um, yeah, I think uh, the, 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 the day that was part of Team Canada, then, then Len Storm was handing me that uh, hardcore strap. And that same day I went face to face with Kevin <laughs> without knowing that I was out of there. So it didn't take long, you know, like we're, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I have to ask him when I see him the next time if he had something to do with it. But I just mm-hmm. felt like uh, they they wanted to put the belt on me. They wanted to do a lot. You know, we did the big entrance with the limo. We did a lot. And, and then that idea got scratched like pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, uh, didn't have the. It was over. Like Lance was over. Uh, the whole team Canada thing was working, and uh, Jacques had done also the um, the rules, the, the Canadian rules. Yeah. Brett, 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 and who yeah. Brett was dressing for uh, the title in Vancouver. I don't know. It was a big pay per view. And Jock was a special guest referee, and he was come up with different rules, like Canadian oh, rules. Yeah. You get, yeah, so so we had tons of heat, you know, it was Team Canada, and uh, yeah, they they pushed big from the beginning, and then maybe a week after they they scratched it. So I guess my I was thinking maybe Kevin had something to do with it because I don't see any other reason why it went down Hmm. so quickly. Like over, I think uh, Jacques had done like a tremendous job in Vancouver as a guest referee. And the next week he was going, he was doing a job for Ernest Cat. Miller. Ernest the Cat Miller. Miller. Yeah. And that's when he told me that he was going home. He said they don't have any plans, like serious plans. When he saw that, and it's like I I'm decided, losing to James. I'm losing to James Brown. I'm out of here, right? Like that was kind of the thought process. It's like you know, you know, it. it's it's not the fact that I, I think uh, losing to Ernest Gad that was not the the, the problem. It was uh, when you make your debut. And you're starting yeah. fresh, yeah. And you you start with a, lo- a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't send a good message. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It sounds like you're established in the company. You're just coming in, and you had just shot the biggest angle ever as a special guest referee, and then the next thing yeah. you're in the middle of the card and you're going down. So, right. uh, I I tried to to tell him to stick around this might have been a test or something but uh he had his mindset 
Yeah. Got it. Got it. All right. That's so, the business. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's, that's the business. Man. Well, it's 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 a bunch of what ifs, man. That, that, there's two things I wanted to ask before before we let you go. You know, um, number number one is is like uh, uh, you know that what if like you had this character. You know, you had PCO probably in the early 2000s, right? And and you wanted you you, you I think you even mentioned you pitched it to Vince McMahon, right? Uh, yeah, the, the PCO, yeah, yeah. So it, it's these crazy what ifs. Like, do you ever think about if you would have had that run as PCO in? 99 uh, during the attitude era and you know where it would have gone for the last 22 years yeah. do you ever think yeah. of like man the i mean obviously the money that was probably left on the table but also some of the feuds you could have had with kurt angle brock lesnar and that type of stuff does that you know obviously you're getting it out now you're, you've had amazing feuds you've had a, a great run but you know is that something you still kind of wonder about not really because uh the what if but it's easy to say what if you know it's easy to look, uh, you know, you can watch the Super Bowl or any hockey game and, 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 and analyze after the game is over. Sure. Yeah, they didn't do this. They didn't do that. They should have done this. <laughs> it's so easy to say and to do, but it's not there. It's not there, you know. Yeah. Why torture myself? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think like that. I, I, think, uh, I think that the way everything I kind of callistered my mind for what was coming ahead. You know, I was, uh, I was just uh, working mentally on, on myself and, and being ready for whatever would happen. And I just wanted to make sure that when the door would open, I would, I would be ready to take my chance and, uh, and to run with it. So I, uh, I don't feel like I'm accomplished because uh there's a lot of things that I could have changed also in my, in my run with the title. Like there's a lot of things that I could have done differently, I think. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's how it went. And uh, I'm happy with it. I'm very, yeah. very happy, very proud. But uh, that's like, I'm telling you guys, I, I need something bigger. Mm. I love it. I, I, need, I, I need. I need. I need. I need something brother. bigger. Hell yeah, yeah I just. I just need something to. Uh, before I retire, I, I want to be totally uh, happy with what I have achieved in, in my career. I, I, I don't want to leave it with any regrets. And if if I would leave too early or too soon, and uh, I would have regrets. Uh, I'm not. I'm not fully happy. I'm not fully achieved. I'm. F I'm. I'm very happy, but happy with my career. But as right. a person, I'm. I'm totally happy. Uh, you know, I don't have one of those. You know, I just to just to go on what Joe's been saying. Like, I don't drink. I don't party. I don't go out. I don't chase girls. I don't. I don't do none of that. You know, I, I wrestle, I take my ride back to the hotel. Sometimes I may go to a restaurant with my partners. If I do have partners on certain shows, I go back and I go back to my room and I get up in the next morning. And, uh, since 2017, uh, that's what I've been doing. So that so was a different, it was a different it. story with WWE. Oh, with okay. WWE. I was going to say, if you've been doing <laughs> that since WWE the 94, then that solves it, brother. <laughs> I would be out all night. I got you. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I, 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 I could throw that in. 
Jeez, why did I go out again? I won't go out tonight. I would wrestle my match. I'd be all fired up. I'd Hell be yeah. at the bar again. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but all of us were, I guess, you know. I mean, uh, during it was the, 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 the German it. tour, the English tour, I was 25, 26, 27, you know. I was enjoying my stardom, I guess. Uh, and, and also, our champion, like, would fall, you know, fall straight down on his face at the uh, at the airport at the counter, you know, before boarding his plane, you know. Oh, Sean yeah. was a mess, of, you know, back then. So <laughs> you're 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 looking at your champ and you think he's having such success, yeah. and he's, he's doing all kinds of things like that. He must so be doing something that, right, right? Yeah, <laughs> he must be doing something. I know he's a hell of a worker, but that's I great. I, I think we know. think we know a few of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's, uh, maybe that's why, you know, I, I'm keeping up with, with all the guys because uh, I'm, I'm so disciplined right now and I'm so focused, you know. Yeah, my, but, I'm, uh, 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 you mentioned earlier that you, that you did some karate and some, uh, some jujitsu in your, yeah. in your, your comeback. There. My years, my, my, but during the time, like I've, I've done like a bunch of tournaments in jujitsu, uh during my time like i wasn't wrestling you know it's like i was always active i was always doing something yeah i mean I, i'm a i'm a 27 year martial artist i've uh i've been in tong sudo uh a korean karate for 27 years and uh wow. one of the things that my instructor says to me all the time is that discipline is the fountain you know and so yeah. that's I, I think i think that that's where a lot of the you know, the younger talent needs to look at right now. They need to look at what you're doing and discipline themselves now. You, you talking to me, brother? I'm still in my Shawn Michaels brother. 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 You just yeah, tell me that, back, dude. You're still you know, taking one point, uh, brother. Just my... saying. <laughs> we wrestled twice I, a week. Uh, uh, PCO had to wrestle four or five times a week, you know, yeah. at the territory days. He'd have to wrestle Tuesday through Sunday. I wrestled oh, twice yeah. a week. I can go out till four, Ted. Give me a break. Yeah. And uh, no, uh, we were like, sometimes I was on the road, like for 34, 35 days in a row. Yeah. WWE. Yeah. And sometimes two shows and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, We'd start, you know, maybe uh, be in uh, LA and uh, San Diego, San Francisco, Honolulu, and then would, uh, would go to Europe and come back in the States again. uh, This time, New York, Philly, Boston. Uh, It was crazy. I had to do my laundry on the road most of the time, you know. Mm. So I and then uh, I was on the. Uh, we were on the uh, 10-4, uh, 10-4, 10-4, 4-3, uh, ten days on, uh, yeah, ten days on, three days off, four days on, three days off. And, that, and, that, and that 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 was that was a regular schedule when we didn't have like European trip. Uh, European and then it was tour. 25 days, right? In Europe or yeah. 15 days in a row, yeah. 20 days in a row. Yeah. But, yeah. but, yeah. but, you know, and, and I, I never experienced obviously the territory days, you know, I, you know, two, two times or three times in a row maximum. Um, and, but you know, my trainer, you know, would, would talk about in Puerto Rico wrestling four days a week. And that's when you really learn how to work, right? When you're working every yeah. single night, you stop from, you know, you learn how to work. You learn how to uh, work your opponent, not be too stiff because you know, you got to wake up the next day and, and work yeah. again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico was like, uh, that's a light schedule four times a week. Like, right. yeah, if you'd be, 
anywhere else, England or in the Maritimes or even in Germany, that was seven days a week. Like, like Germany, we would do like uh, a tour would be like 60 days. It would be 60 days in a row. Uh, then the next tour would be 38 days, another city, then another 40 days. So it was in England, it was like probably 25 days out of 30 and sometimes two or three shows in the same day. Yeah, I just wrestled um, Carlos Colon's son, uh, Carlito, yeah. Carly, and, and Eddie two weeks ago, okay. and uh, they, you know, they were telling me stories about just how different it is even now in Puerto Rico. You know, like years ago when it was like Victor Quinones and Savio and and Carlos and stuff like that was, you know, you could have fifteen thousand people six days a week. You know, 10, 10 fifteen thousand people. Obviously, it doesn't exist anymore. But like you said, like that's that's completely different than what we do now. You know, you know. Uh, you know, you, I, I probably can wrestle every weekend, but that's still, yeah. you know, 50 times a year as opposed to 50 times in two yeah. months, you know? Yeah, in 2018, I was wrestling probably three to four days a week awesome. uh, on the Indies. Uh, I was, like, fully booked. Uh, but three days off a week, you know, sometimes, most of the time. So it was, it was, it was a good schedule. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's back to the Indies, but not you know, just different cities. Uh, it's like promoters, they have to buy half of the ticket and right. half of the other ticket because you're, let's say, I'm going from Minneapolis or Denver to Winnipeg, and then they have to split the cost of the ticket in the way. It's happening again. It's, it's coming back, you know, at least that's, in Georgia, that, that, that's, Texas, all, you know? that, that's how it was when I, when I, the, the 2018 after yeah. the match with Walter and then everything exploded. Like uh, I've main evented like so many shows. Like, it was really really cool. Mm. So many territories. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I had a lot of fun on the Indies because uh, I had a lot of freedom creatively. You know, I could uh, shoot an entrance. Uh, you don't have the budget though. You know, you have to to make it with what we've got, but, you know, they were very open on, on, on the creative. So what are they going to, they're going to tell you no? I mean, if you, you told anybody yeah, today, this yeah. is what I want to do. <laughs> do it, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, that was cool. On the, on the I love scenes. That's very cool. That's very cool. Tyler, do you have anything else for, uh, for PCO? Yeah. One last question. And I know I'm going kind of back, but how was it like Brett working with Brett Hart and those guys? Cause I, I'm a big fan. I forgot Hit to me. ask. Thank you. Yeah, I want, no, that's, hey, that that, yeah, that was what ahead. I wanted to ask Brett Hart, man. Yeah. yeah Brett, Brett was awesome. Brett, Brett was great. I mean, uh, it was just, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm part of his, uh, the Brett Hart dungeon collection. Uh, one of his top matches yes, in his career, so I think yeah. uh, that's pretty cool. But uh, no, uh, I really got along great with Brett, and uh, he he was really professional and uh, really wanted to. Like Brett was really hard to talk to him. Like let's say if you didn't have an angle with him or you weren't wrestling him, he was very busy. Uh, he's doing a lot of promos. He had to be a lot of places. Uh, but if you had like a pay-per-view match or a raw match with him, then he would give you his phone number and then he would be there to pick up the phone. But if you didn't have anything going with him and you'd call his house, he'd be swimming or he'd be on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was such in good shape. 
Awesome. Yeah, that's but that's he, why I respected him. Yeah. No, and, and you oh. can tell he has he has reverence for you because uh, he gave you a lot. And that's why the match is on his, you know, uh, dungeon collection because he, you yeah. could tell he really liked you. He wanted to showcase you. And, uh, you know, I think if more talents, you know, work, work like that with you it would have been wonderful, you know? Yeah. I wish I would have hit it off like the way I did with Brett, uh, the way we got along and the way uh, I never worked with Rock. But when, when I met him, you know, we got along great too. Uh, same thing with with Steve Austin. Oh, like, I never, yeah. I've never wrestled him, but when we see each other, like we didn't have, it was never any grudge, you know. Um, I wish the what if, you know, when you say the what if, what if, like, because uh, uh, I feel like we're very much alike now. Today, when I look at Nash, I look at. Uh, but Sean, uh, the way they're, the way that they they like to have fun back in the days, I was pretty really like them. So I guess maybe that's why we didn't like each other. <coughs> what if you know, I would have became you know Sean's good friend and Kevin's good friend. So, but uh, at least now I feel like um, now I get along good with with. With Sean, I get along great with with Kevin too, and and with Razor and Kid. So um, yeah, I don't have any uh, anybody in the business that I feel like uh, that I feel hate towards them or anger or jealousy or anything like that. I'm happy for all of them for what they have accomplished, and, um, and you know everybody had their issues one way or another. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. The, the, the the career is just it's part of your life, and the, but the life is so before the career, and so much after the career, and so much in between. Like you know, like I had just wrestled uh, MSG, twenty one thousand people, like crazy entrance and things like that. But yeah. we're we're bringing the 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 herd not the hers but the electric chairs and all our stuff back to Montreal we're driving back and the next day you got bills to pay you got, I got yeah. my daughter I got to <laughs> pick up my daughter at school and bring her to my you know things like life goes on you know so yeah, right we, we we tend we tend to think that once the wrestling career is on that's the only thing going on that the rest doesn't count but everything else is there. Friends, family, sure. responsibilities. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we, I think we took this man to, uh, to a, a full draw here, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. He went over. goes over, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah. That wasn't a draw. He went over. That was wonderful. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> philosophical yeah. was in, yeah. in, inspiring. I loved it, brother. You went over, dude. Uh, and Nelly only no, only made us run a little bit over. He always goes over. Yeah, he goes over. I mean, what do you expect? I told you. I'm kissing his ass. I don't have a. Half measures, you know. I'm, when I do something, True. I fully do it. You know, Hell I don't yeah. do half-assing. I'm full. I'm full into whatever I do. Yeah. If I decide to do something, it's because I'm going to be totally focused and totally present and totally willing to do whatever it takes to to bring the best out of me. 
hundred percent. That's really okay. true. This is the second time I've had the opportunity to do this with them. And uh, it's always been, yeah, let's do it. So thank you, sir. Yes. Thank you. Always thank you so much. appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. And Joe, thank you for, for being the hookup brother. You, uh, well, awesome. he, he's yeah, been you. nothing but uh, a good man to me. So uh, he's got all my respect. Well, and, and he has all of ours. For sure. He's not human. He's not human. Oh yeah, <laughs> thank you. for sure. All right. Thank well, you. all right, guys. Thanks, thanks Joe. Thank, thank you. Thank you. PCO for sure. All right. Hey, Bye-bye. you guys take care. Thank you. Hey, thanks. thank you guys. You too, Joe. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, Joe. All right. So guys, we just had, a freaking awesome interview with PCO. PCO is not human, dude. He's, He's not, not one of the he best. Just went, yeah. He just kept going. It was it was philosophical. It was inspiring. It was informative. And I loved it. Thank you, guys. Oh thank God. you for allowing hey, thank me you to guys. do this. Thank you, Ted, for being the best talent agent uh, uh, <laughs> uh, no money can buy. That's right. That's right. The best talent agent that absolutely no money can buy. Um, but I, I do want to plug a couple of things here before we run. First of all, please, guys, continue to go and support uh, little Bryce Norton. Uh, he's, the, the GoFundMe is going well. It's, it continues to be on our link tree. So anywhere you find our link tree on Instagram, on uh, Twitter, on Facebook, in all the descriptions for our videos and podcasts, uh, you click on our link tree link that's in the description there, and you'll find the, the link for the GoFundMe there. Strong so please, Bryce. Yeah, please, 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 please go help him out because uh, he's he's fighting hard. Um, yes. Second of all, we Mitch Norton, Bryce's dad, right? He uh, he hears us talking about Ivy fans, right? And so he he did he did a a whole mock up for her for a t shirt, brother. You, we're, Mitch. we're we're yeah, all getting. You, I, I swear to you, I swear to you, we're setting up a merch shop. Ivy and I are, are going to talk it. about it. You guys it. are in business already. Um, and yeah. we're gonna, Only we're gonna, fans, Ivy fans. It's, yeah, it's one more step, yeah. We're gonna have, we're gonna have Ivy fans T-shirts, and uh, they're gonna have the little WWN logo oh, on it. the on the back collar, and it's gonna be fantastic. So, so anyone that is interested in an Ivy fans T-shirt, hit me up in the DMs on Twitter, on Instagram. Let me know, and uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll set up, up a, we'll you. set up a shop as well, and we'll throw that link out uh, in the next week or so for sure. Yeah, it'll, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be coming. So we're we're working hard on that. And uh, and Nelio, I know you've got a bunch of stuff coming up, brother. brother you, it's CCW is blowing up, brother. CCW, <laughs> we're the last remaining territory. I wish we could have PCO, uh, Russell Venetius, but we can't. But that's the dream match, right? For me, at least. So, uh, uh, man, we have a bunch of awesome stuff. So Bash of the Brew was an enormous success. It was like an insane success. So we are back uh, March 6th, Bash of the Brew in uh, Hialeah, Florida. So uh, tickets just went on sale for that. And a huge main event was announced as the South American Alliance and Bill Alfonso will defend against the Cha-Cha Juggernauts, uh, uh, Cha-Cha Charlie and Vince Steele. That's going to be huge. And then Will Austin will wrestle Alex Ocean. That is Bash at the Brew in Hialeah, Florida. You can go on ccwrestlingfl.com. Now, obviously, the big thing is we are nine days away from Enter the Machine. Brian Cage will wrestle Casey Navarro. Brian Cage just came. Uh, uh, he just made his debut in CCW on uh, uh, February 6th. Man, five days ago, he went and he attacked uh, uh, Ariel Levy and uh, Venetius. He saved Cha-Cha Charlie. So he's got a target on his back. So what's going to happen at Enter the Machine uh, in Nashville, Tennessee? It's one of the highest selling sh- uh, shows in CCW history. Um, we're going to space people out, but it's going to be insane. So I'm excited about that. Bash of the Brew was a success. Bash of the Brew Part 2 coming up. And then here's a huge announcement. This is a, a huge, huge announcement. Obviously, Anniversary Show has the headbangers, has Super Crazy, has amazing title matches, Sebastian Cage. Um, Bruce Beefcake. 
Brutus Beefcake. I don't want to forget the beefer. Um, we got Sandman. He will be he will be uh, uh, wrestling uh, on anniversary seventeen, and he'll also be in St. Lucie Showdown on on the day before, and and a couple other things that are going to come up. So we have Sandman, which I'm a little bit afraid because he said he was going to cane uh, uh, Fonzie's Brazilian Giant. So we're going to see if we can keep them apart, but we're going to see what happens anniversary. Uh, uh, 17 and we have the headbangers as well so it's going to be a lot of really awesome stuff happening ccw ccwrestlingfl.com if you're there and if you're not there if you should buy a plane ticket and come to anniversary 17 but or nashville um but if you're not there you can check us out on a live wrestling on youtube 7 p.m uh uh every tuesday night so do that and enjoy it and that's right and usually we have a bunch of people in the chat yeah oh yeah. definitely go on the live chat it's a freaking blast it is. we have so many new fans coming in every week and they join the madness and some of them just fit right in you yeah. know like we love you jody uh, uh we love you Sass. we love you these guys that are they're hilarious <laughs> uh, uh carl steimel and bobby vogel all these hilarious dudes on the chat but you also come in new fans who see this and they they, they get it right away so yep. uh yep. CCW live it's wrestling, a ton of fun man. It is, yeah, a, it is. It's a weird. It's a. a it's, it's really. It's the way to watch it. Is Tuesday live with these. Like, it is tons it of is. fans who are just like throwing stuff out there. It's so fun. So yeah, it's like Mystery Science Theater three thousand for professional wrestling. I don't know how we gonna we gotta monetize it, but it's wonderful. Oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And, uh, and folks, if you're looking to become a professional wrestler, a manager, a referee, and you're in the, the Florida area, you obviously want to reach out to, to Coastal Championship Wrestling as well. If you're in the Pennsylvania area, you want to hit up my guys in, uh, in ACPW. They have the Proving Ground School um, in the suburbs right outside of Philadelphia. So make sure you hit those guys up. Um, if you need contact info for either of those, feel free to hit us up in the DMs. Um, you know, we, and, and there's been just a ton of podcast love, you know, all the podcasts have been kind of been helping each other out, uh, especially as we get to the, these last couple of months of the, of the pandemic. And, um, there's been a lot of, of really cool stuff happening where the, they're all like jumping into each other's live chats. And I just want to give a huge shout out to all those guys. I'm not going to list every show because there's like 80 of them. Right. But I'm going to give a huge shout out to everybody because the, you know, they, they periodically pop up in our live chats as we, uh, premiere episodes and do stuff like that. And, uh, and I am not always available to, to go and do that for them. And they know that, but they know that I'll go on and I'll jump on their thing and I'll give their videos a million likes and stuff like that. But those guys are awesome. And we want to say thank you to all of them. So thank you so much and, uh, for being so supportive. Ivy and Amy couldn't be with us tonight. I didn't say this at the beginning of the show. They both had, a. They both had. Uh, they, they thought it would just be a better games. show to have three dudes talking to PCO, just palling around. Yeah. They didn't want to. They didn't want to come in and jump in and and stop our sexist comments and whatnot that I'm sure is riddled through the interview. Oh, but, positive, uh, positive. <laughs> it, it had uh, they to wanted be. to give them. They wanted to make it a, ma- a safe space for males, you know. So I respect that too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just that's kidding. 100% they, they that's 100% to, it. That's 100 it. <laughs> yeah, they 100 percent wanted they wanted to be here uh, yeah. with PCO, but both of them, you know, had uh, uh, some stuff going on. So yeah, for sure. And uh, the, listen, the, everybody's everybody's good, everybody's safe, but uh, but they just, they had to take the weekend off. So uh, so guys, we are super excited to have this interview for you. For you. And listen, next week we've got uh, August August Artois, right? Um, Florida independent wrestler. Uh, he'll be he'll be on with us next week. The week he's after the, that, he's in the other WWN. He's in the other WWN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, who actually? Uh, yeah, they, they just had uh, uh, some horrible news as 
the the founder of their building just passed away this week, Heath. Uh, so condolences to him. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we in a horrible. It's a, been a horrible week for uh, Florida wrestling as well because Rusty Brooks. Uh, and he's the yeah. I just tweeted of, that out. He's the godfather yeah, of professional wrestling. Everybody, you know, you know, whether it's my trainer was, you know, had time spending spent training with him and most of the guys in South Florida. In, in central Florida, uh, you know, they trained with Rusty in his backyard. And I, I've heard a million stories and I met him a few times. You know, I don't know, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time with him. Uh, but um, my condolences to uh, his family and, and he's left a huge spot in, in professional wrestling in Florida because he was a huge, you know, and also Heath uh, from WWN, from, from uh, um, ACW and stuff like that. He was another guy that just was a huge figure that uh, passed away, I guess, pretty suddenly. So a really strange week in, in Florida wrestling, but you're going to have uh, uh, August Artois next week to, you know, talk not He might not talk about those things, but he'll talk about Florida wrestling. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then the week after that, we've got uh, the Chicago land championship wrestling. So it's the fake other CCW, CCW. The fake CCW. No, they're not fake. <laughs> they're not fake brother. You can't call them fake. Uh, Let's start the feud right now, daddy. <laughs> fake one. Um, I'm just going to so, say that the whole ep- you watch the episode because I'm just going to go right at the guy. I hope he's going to go right now. at John. Be so right John, John Bullard is, uh, is the, the promoter there. So he's going to be with us in two weeks and then, and, and maybe we'll arm wrestle for the name. Maybe. Is maybe. he a big guy? I don't know. I mean, you can, you can check out their stuff. Actually. Uh, you can check out their, their stuff on Amazon prime. If you have prime, uh, prime. video, you can, Who doesn't have Prime? Amazon Prime. I mean, it's not a commercial for Prime, but it's just a wonderful product. Service. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. So you get a bunch of movies and also stuff comes to your house quicker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazon's exactly. like a weird company, right? <laughs> Why not? Hey, um, so then we have we have a week where we don't we don't have anyone booked, which is weird because like we booked up January, February, like no, incredibly no, fast. I think it's good. We need a week to just like uh, we should just do a really ridiculous show. We're gonna, we're gonna come up. With you know ridiculous. what? You know what we're gonna do. We're gonna fantasy book WrestleMania that week. Oh. Okay, all right. I think we should. I, I was talking about we should just literally do um, a Zoom comedy show. Like and all of us have to put like six, seven minutes of stand up, and we just go one. Oh gosh. No, no, really I, popular I don't these think days. That's no, these Zoom. Have you guys seen like all these like uh, all these people that are uh, uh, held hostage by the governor of California? <laughs> they oh, literally gosh. can't leave their house. So all these comedians, <laughs> you're gonna get us by trouble. threat of being like killed by a sniper, can't leave their house in California. So they're doing these Zoom comedy shows, which sound horrible, but you know maybe we give it a shot. Look, five minutes of stand up. It's easy. Let's do it. Uh, we'll see about that. And uh, the week <laughs> after that, we've got uh, we've got Ashley Slashley from yes. uh, from up in Connecticut, and she's uh, she's going to be joining us. And then the week after that, we've got the other half of that ECW World Title match that I talked about. The triple with, uh, threat, Daddy. That's that's right. The other half I talked about with uh, with PCO earlier tonight. The man, Justin Credible, is going to be joining us. And uh, so that's just a matter of time. I mean, hopefully, it's going to be a race whether he makes his CCW debut or his WWN debut. That's right. We're going to see what comes first. That's right. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Bash of the Brew Part Two. Maybe. Maybe. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, brother. How much is a plane ticket these days? Cheap. Cheap. (laughs) For now, right? All right. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I am. uh, 
I am just so excited that we had such a great show tonight with uh, oh, with awesome. PCO. You know, when and, you uh, do it, when you do like a show that you like would listen to and be like blown away from. I mean, okay, I'm not gonna hype it up, but when you listen to and like be like, wow, that's super insightful and awesome. When you do that and like it makes you feel good, that that's what we're here for, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And and I'm super excited that we that we've gotten on this run of uh, of of high profile guests here, and yeah. and we're hoping to continue that. Yeah. Um, so folks, we are, you know, I just kind of laid out the, laid out the lay of the land for you for March, continue jumping on and joining us every week here on rewind wrestling radio, wrestle game rewind. will be back next week. Uh, host Tyler, he, uh, he had a couple of deaths in the family. He had two of them back to back. And, uh, so he, he wasn't able to, uh, to push out any content this week, but we'll be back with him, uh, next week. So check out Russell game rewind. And then I haven't forgotten about the rewinding the Indies and I haven't forgot about calling oh, yeah, you the forgot, shot with dude. Rafemi. No, I have not. Honest, you forgot. Mike, Mike has been doing some great stuff. He's You're been like, sending me some pre, he's been sending me some B roll. And, uh, so I'm working on, um, you oh, know, that, we're, we're fine tuning. Sending you blunt rolls. You said, <laughs> <laughs> with the tobacco in them or did you take this them out? is another show wait a minute yeah right uh, okay we gotta go yeah we gotta go kids. yeah we gotta go so those those shows are coming for you guys be on the lookout for those they are going to be coming right after wrestlemania we're going to start uh airing those guys all right so yeah, my I, got friends, surprise, I got a surprise for wrestlemania as well so uh you know be ready for that always always with these surprises that he leaves us on cliffhangers with, coming, folks. Yeah. you got to come back and listen next week so you can hear what's up all right friends thank you so much for joining us here on rewind wrestling radio i'm ted that's nelio that's tyler and have a great night